episode number 242, more SEMA Show 2019. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. <sighs> it's cold. It is cold, man. Winter has come way too early for us here. Wait and for you. And for you. Really? Yeah. I don't ever remember you saying you've gotten snow in um in November before. Eh, we we get it so few it's so few and far between now that we just don't care too much about it. Yeah. We're not big wusses about it. We just deal with it and move on. Yeah, right. They shut your whole <laughs> freaking town down. Oh, I got to tell you. So uh, this this Christmas will be 4 years since I moved down here. Wow. Which is really weird to think about. That's crazy. And uh, so, you know, like like the first winter, you know, like like it was 30 some odd degrees outside or whatever, 40, even 40. And I was walking around in a t-shirt and shorts and people thought I was nuts. Now I'm cold like everybody else. It's I got used to it. I got spoiled a little bit. Yeah. You turned into one of those people. Snowbirds. <laughs> yeah. Where everybody puts their top down here when it turns 40. <laughs> That's true. I'm like, what are you doing? And they're bundled up with earmuffs on and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eh, to each their own. Have fun in a car. That's what <clears throat> cars are forced. Chrissy and I were talking. This is going to be a, a bit of a, a catch-up. Yeah. Episode. Yeah, we, we're still talking about SEMA uh, 2019. We, we've we got an interview that you did. Yep. Uh, with, a, with a wonderful company. And we uh, we have some catch-up to do here. We've got lots of voicemails. We've got an email. And um, and uh, we've got some other stuff we're going to sprinkle in, so let's just get straight into it. Yeah. Let's talk about SEMA again. SEMA. <laughs> More. V12. Yeah. Wow. Not to yeah. mention, how about a V16? Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. We've got two huge motors we can talk about this week. Uh, the first one is... Uh, if you if you guys remember, what was it about a year and a half ago? I, I think I'm trying so. to remember how long ago it was, but we were talking. We we came across this article about this V12. Yeah, and we started talking about it, and the company that actually made it listened to the show, and 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 emailed in, and um, <laughs> yeah, because I was saying like, who has a use for this? Right, and uh, you know, and I, I know there are uses, and I wasn't meaning to be insulting. I, I think I think it might have come off that way, but he the owner graciously called the, called in from Australia mm-hmm. and filled us in. And it was so cool to hear from him because he's such a cool guy. I ran into him at SEMA. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And so, uh, I got some pictures and I got an interview. Chris, do you want to play it? Right here. All right, Chris. So I'm standing here at the Factory 5 Racing booth, and I'm in front of what appears to be the chassis of their next vehicle that they're going to be debuting early next year. And it has this incredible-looking engine, and it looks a little bit longer than a normal LS engine. It's because it is a V12 LS engine. And if you listeners remember that we mentioned this in a pot in one of our podcasts several months ago, and you know we kind of wondered, you now why would anybody really need this for sure? Well, you know what? We were corrected by the owner of a of a V12 
12ls.com and of course the manufacturer of this incredible beast and um you know the, the great for for boat racing and well also now factory five using it and, and as as time goes on and people get crazier and crazier i think we're going to see a lot more of these engines but what's really neat about it is i'm actually standing in front of this car next to our friend your name's not on it is it oh there we go, there we go. matt korish from racecast <laughs> in Murray, Australia. Is that how you say it? Yeah, that it you say is. That right? Yeah, it's an Aboriginal name. It's a little town where we grew up, but uh, we still have our uh, our plant there where we do our assembly. But uh, we uh, we work out of Melbourne, Australia, where the foundry is and, and everything there. Gotcha. Yeah. It's so cool. I was standing here looking at this really cool engine, and then I see your shirt, and I'm yep. like, this is the guy that emailed us. This is the guy yeah, we talked absolutely. about. I mean, thanks for the support. I mean, getting the word out there is really good, and I think you've got a really valid point. It's, why does anyone need this? I think it's the same as all hot riding. You don't need it. You you nobody does. Yeah, don't right. Need it. And, um, of course, you know, the other the other big thing is, can you make the same horsepower with a junkyard engine? Of course you can. Go buy a Chinese turbo with a junkyard engine. If that's your thing, that's cool. Now, what we've got here is factory five releasing their new top end car this is an absolute premium product and they wanted to uh to really make the most of it they've got a chassis that can handle the kind of torque that we produce um and they were looking for something still naturally aspirated that was going to take them beyond what say a 427 could do so a tuned uh v8 uh you if you work to the point of getting this kind of power to v8 it becomes very unstreetable so the extra capacity here we're right out to nine and a half liters we got LS7 port hairs, but you think about it, you got four more ports there. So you got so much more area to flow. So we managed to make 764 horsepower, which is a little 227 cam, which is actually smaller than a lot of the LS3. Like the, It's smaller than the largest LS3 crate cam. Yeah. Yeah. So you're sort of thinking, how streetable is that mid LS3 crate motor that you buy? Same as this, but you've got over 700 horsepower. So um, yeah, these guys have only, they, they got the engine two weeks before the show. It came from us full with our turnkey model, which is a four-wire hookup. They hooked it up. When they fired it up on jack stands, one of the guys cracked the throttle, actually jumped off one of the jack stands because of the amount of torque these oh, things produce. Oh, oh, my gosh. And uh, they quickly stopped that, sh- shut it down, and then they started up again. And, and, um, and, yeah, so they've done one little power run with it and already lit the tires up. So it's just they're a whole lot of fun. So how much horsepower? I know it varies yeah. depending on package, but... This is our base package, it makes 750 horsepower. And another really interesting thing about that is we do that through the stock LS3 throttle body. So all the guys out there who are upgrading to a 102 mil throttle body when they've got 500 horsepower, well, you can make 750 before you really need to worry about that. After that, we know we need a bigger intake. Um, we do offer a 1,000 horsepower package, but you've got to go with some intake. And in most cases, that would be to be out of the hood or something really exotic with two throttle bodies at each side. So, you know, typically... Nice streetable package at 750 horse. That's what we do. And what's a red line at? I'm curious. We get about 200 more RPM than the same cam would in a V8. So going with a V12 is better because of the balance. It helps you out a little bit, but it's not some magical package that makes your engine rev harder. Um, so this red line's about 68. And we put the red line there. We let people rev them out to over 7 if they want, but you really start to see power taping off. With a 220, uh, with a 227, 237 split duration camshaft this has, that's about where your power starts to taper off. Very cool. It's just so neat to stand here in front of it, looking right down, you know, from the front of the car to the back, and it just, it's just amazing to see it. So just, just long enough to where it catches your eye, and you're like, wait a minute, something is not normal here. Yeah, all you need is another... 8.8 inches, which is two ball spacing. So, that's it. That's that's no big deal. Yeah, our first SEMA, we had a little ruler that said, all you need is another 8.8 inches to go V12 LS. And they went, everyone thought that was funny and grabbed them all on the first day. And I kept two. And I, 
I'd keep them in my pocket at car shows and I'd go around and measure what cars they fit in. So you can you get them in Chevelles and things, but some of the old trucks and stuff don't actually have as much space as you'd think, even though there was inline six cars because they don't have as much around the cowl area. Like they got a little divot. So a lot of cars though, like a Chevelle or a Camaro, we put them in Camaros without modifying the uh, firewall. Um, you've got to put the radiator up under the core support. Um, so cut, it, cut your core support, reposition your radiator a little bit. But um, Or, of course, you could notch you know, notch your firewall. You sure, know. sure. Um, but but it'll fit. That's without major deconstruction, reconstruction. Yeah, absolutely. They will fit. Think of a lot of cars came with an inline six option and a V8 option. This kind of as wide as the V8 and as long as the inline six. It does make sense that way, but it just so, it still looks cool. I'm going to put pictures of what I'm standing over on the Camaro Show Facebook page so everybody can take a look at it. Matt, it was wonderful to meet you in person. Thank you so much for emailing into our show and listening to our show. And it's just really cool that a chance encounter, I got to meet you here. So best of luck to you. Yeah, you too. Thanks, man. So that was pretty cool. What I, what I thought was kind of unique was only, was it 750 horsepower? was like their base engine and that was with like they said like a smaller cam yeah but they have other packages where they can just rev it up because you i know you had asked um what the rev limiter was and they said it's about what 200 rpm higher yeah than a normal and it's like yep. wow and uh I, I liked his little gimmick where he said he had the ruler but yeah he only had a couple rulers left Yep. About how 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 long, how much extra long was it? Eight inches, something like that. I think so. Yeah, yeah. He said that. <laughs> if you go to if you go to v twelve ls excuse me v twelve ls dot com, it'll forward you to racecast.com.au. dot um, So it starts at twenty nine grand just for the, the block, and this is you know standard ls seven bore size, uh, ls seven heads, bare camshaft. So it's it's like it's like ready to build. Um, wow. Twenty nine thousand. You want the long block. Forty-four thousand. That's a that's an upgrade. Another five thousand dollars gets you a thousand horsepower. You want a turn <clears throat> turnkey V twelve. Fifty-five thousand two hundred dollars. You can drop it in anything that it'll fit in. But he's right. Like trucks have straight sixes, so this is a straight. Er, I'm sorry. This is this is two straight sixes right. side by side. Is when you think right. about it. Super cool guy. It was just really weird. I was looking at this car. And I think I mentioned this in last week's episode a little bit. I was just looking at this car, and I look over, and I see the shirt. And I'm like, this is the dude that graciously emailed in. And just just a pleasure to talk to. I would love to sit around and have beers and just talk engines with that guy. Cool. And then we see on uh, Muscle Cars and Trucks, we found an LS V16 engine at SEMA show. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that article. <laughs> I know. I took those pictures, too. Um, yeah, at the ARP booth, it's just, just this massive engine. So is this basically engine. two LS motors put together with two blowers on it? Well, it, well, sort of. It's like half two engines, half one engine, if that makes sense. It's all one block, and it's machined as one giant block. It's not two V8s welded together, which is, has been done before. This is one machine block, one machine crank, one machine camshaft, but four LS heads, two intakes, two superchargers, and then four sets of headers, My or, or four headers, two, two, two pair of headers, if you, if you will. Now it says that with the help of the engineers who worked on the legendary Cadillac 16 concept mm-hmm. for 2003, the block is one piece, as yep. well as the camshaft and crankshaft. Wow, bro. Something, huh? <laughs> What would you put this in? Boat. A boat. 
Yep. A 1600 horsepower supercharged. Here's the thing. Most of the boats that these go in yeah. are like a half to a million dollars. So the $200,000, give or take, that this thing costs is nothing to them. And 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 can you please tell our listeners how much something like this would cost? Well, it's, it's, it starts at a hundred grand and goes up. They weren't very specific on the numbers when I was talking to them, but I think it was a hundred grand. I was too busy kind of being in awe of, of just the monster engine that it is. And I love the design about how the, how the superchargers are opposing each other. So the belts are like the cog drive is, is, is pointing at each other. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah, so um, it's just neat. It's just really neat how they did it. Instead of re-engineering everything where they had to engineer the special heads, special intake, special this, special that, they just did a special block, and then the rest was easy. And that makes it so you can upgrade the heads if you want to. You just need four LS heads. You just need two intakes instead of having something custom made all over again. Pretty cool. Mm. Mm. It's got two Magnuson superchargers. I don't know, dude. Can you imagine like getting like a big old like like one of those really old like giant Cadillacs and throwing that, something like that's that was, in? That's what I think we're gonna see. I think yeah, we're like gonna a, see this like an old LTD, like a Ford LTD, and throw that. You know how the what were those Newport? Was it a Newport? Well, those are cigarettes. No, no, no. There was like a like a Chrysler <laughs> Newport. Chrysler, Chrysler Newport. I think that's what let it was. Check, let me look it up real those quick. Those things were huge. Let's see here. Oh yeah. Or you know what? It'd be because the, the GM made a Cadillac 16 one-off show car. It'd be cool if they could get their hands on one of those big old giant Cadillacs, like from at the, at the end of uh, Goodfellas, oh, or yeah. uh, and, and then <clears throat> you know like chop it out and um, and then have of course these blowers sitting through the hood. Somebody's gonna do it, yeah. And it's gonna be. And the weird part is a lot of boats have twin engines, so. I can see the boats are going to have two of these side by side up to what? 2,200. I think yes. I 2,200 horsepower each engine with the quad turbo kit. <laughs> the, the best part is it's, it's, you can max out cylinder, you know, power based on each cylinder. So instead of just pushing the limit and riding the ragged edge of disaster, they just double the cylinder size so it can make power reliably. Right. That's that's the neat part of it. Wow, it's a cool engine, and it was just kind of sitting there, almost kind of tucked away off to the side at the ARP booth. It wasn't like front and center, like well, like all the engines were at the Chevrolet booth. Hmm. Wow, it was neat. Well, was I will really put cool. a link to that article in the show notes as well. If you guys can go check that out as well. Um, <clears throat> what do we got here? We got we should get through some voicemails here. Yeah, we owe you guys. So, so I'm dying to hear it. Let's, let's hear them. Let's start with this one. Hey guys, Bearsy28, long time no call in. Um, trying to kind of get back with the podcast again since uh, my brief hiatus from Camaros and F-Bodies is uh, hopefully coming to a close here in the spring. Looking to pick up a 1618 1LE. Uh, it will see some track time, and I'm pretty antsy about this. So I am, uh, I'm, I'm going to make this happen in the spring, and I'm getting really antsy. So uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, you guys still have the same phone number after all these years. I still have it committed to memory. So on a road trip, I just told Siri to dial the phone number, and she did. Here I am. All right, guys. Uh, looking forward to hearing from you again. Um, still a good show. Thanks. Later. 
Mr. Bear Z28, longtime listener. Yeah, I was just talking back. to him last night. I didn't even know he called in. <laughs> All the way back from the CamaroZ28.com podcast days. That's and right. yes, we still have the same phone number. Cool, yeah. Good yeah, to hear good from to you, hear Barry. From you, man. Yeah, he's looking to pick up a 16 or 18 1LE car. So that's wonderful. Dude, he wants to, he wants to track it. So, yeah. Woohoo. Or you could pick up the LT1 and, and make the his own custom choice of mods. Yeah. Just like that LT1 that was there on display at SEMA. That was cool. <laughs> good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, good to hear. Let's go, let's go with the next uh, voicemail here. Hey, Chris. Hey, Jason. It's Josh from Louisville. Don't really have anything car-related to talk about. Just wanted to say that I can't hardly get in my car now without my four-year-old asking to listen to the Camaro show. Thanks for everything you guys do. Bye. <laughs> wow. You got your four-year-old uh, kind of uh, set up properly. Yeah. Get in the car. Let's listen to the Camaro show. Yeah. So, so okay, so then the, the four-year-old, we didn't get the kid's name. No. We got to give him a shout-out. You got to yeah. call back and give us a kid's name. But Shout-out. Shout-out. Okay. Four-year-old, listen up. Listen up. Say this to Daddy. Daddy, drive faster. It's fun. Uh, let's, can we start that again, please? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, since oh. we're doing Blast for the Past, let's do some sound drops, too. Yeah. We've got another one. Bye-bye, sound <laughs> Oh, God, I forgot about that one. <laughs> we got All a right. lot of sound drops we haven't used in a long time. Uh, like, uh, well, okay, one more, one more. Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> I forgot about wrong, that. Wrong, 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 All right, got an email. <clears throat> comes to us, Derek Wilson from Chilliwack, British Columbia, Canada. There's actually a band named Chilliwack. Is there really? That a one-hit wonder, yeah. Nice. That was called. Um, how do you listen to the show on TuneIn Radio? Cool, cool, cool. He said, "Hey guys, just wanted to say I listen to your show every day at work. Love what you guys every day. Well, you must listen to him over and over <laughs> wow, again. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Love what you guys do. I just started listening a few weeks ago. Oh, and I'm playing catch up, starting at episode number one. Woo! I own a 2013 SS One LE. Absolutely love the car. Just bought a set of Borla Catback uh, Attack." exhaust system hmm. as part of my winter project used to own a c6 corvette gotta say this car is much more my style look forward to listening to you guys every day keep up the good work Derek. oh that is just awesome, awesome so yeah Derek. he's starting at episode one is he starting at episode one of the camaro show or episode one of the camaro z28.com podcast because that's still on itunes as well it's it still is listed everywhere and, it, and there's 500 of those episodes yeah so that'll keep you busy for a while. Hope you get some work done. <laughs> Going back to, I think it's September of 2005 is when we started this show. That's, we're just, we are so stupid. We're old. We're old. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've been doing this podcast as long as we did the, did CamaroZ28.com. Really? Oh, yeah. Is that it's right? Well, we started CamaroZ28.com in 90. So we're doing, we've been doing Almost. this show 14 years, 2005 to 2019. It's 14. Yeah, oh, not quite then. Because we, yeah. we did the site for, what, 19 years? Yeah, something like that. Good God, you're right, we're old. We're really old. All right, let's get to the, you know what? We want to. We don't want to hear about how old we are. We want to hear from you. Uh, voicemail, email, we'd love to hear it. Hit us. Chris? And here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. And let's see what the next person has to say. Your participation is very important. 
We ask you to please answer a simple question regarding the okay. president's elections in 2020. Oh, God. Para español, presione una. Oh, come on. <sighs> okay. Uh, we're getting those two. All right, next. Next. Here we go. Hey, Chris. Um, it's one of your likey followers. It's Domingo. <laughs> I just wanted to say hi because I found this number on Insta. But, um, yeah. Oh, uh, what's up? <laughs> one of my, I guess one of my fans from the other site I do. <laughs> um, that's pretty funny. <laughs> they found this phone number to call me. Oh my God. Just to go, just to say, Hey, well, what's up? <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, so you want to tell everybody since we're just kind of doing catch up, you want to tell everybody what likey is all about? <laughs> Likey, live me. It's a live streaming platform. It just, uh, do we just do fun? You know, it's, it's kind of like a, a part of, uh, you know, do YouTube with Vito, the, with Vito. And, and then that, that there's a, there's a live streaming part that we do to, to interact live with our fans and stuff like that. And it's, 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 it's fun. We do uh-huh. kind of, instead of, instead of recording things to do, we kind of do them live and gotcha. you get instant reaction that way. And, uh, Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next voicemail. Here we Look. go. Hey, Chris and Jason. Charlie, one, 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 one here. Uh, first of all, I want to say that I hope you guys have a good time up in Vegas. Wish I could go, but uh have to work here. I have a friend over there sending me pictures, and there's just been some very impressive cars over there. I did want to say about uh, a topic you guys are bringing up on which car would probably be the car of SEMA. I don't even think it's American muscle at all. I've been seeing a lot of pictures of the Supra, uh, wheels, ground effects, the, the new high spoilers. Toyota had a good display on it. So it was my opinion. I would put my vote for the Supra for this year's uh, car of the year. Reminds me of what the fifth gen when it first came out uh, resembled. Uh, I also would like to say that you had brought up a topic in if we're like focused, dedicated Camaro owners trying to buy a Camaro that I only stick with Camaro. Me, much as I love Camaro, love the fifth gen. I'm okay with the six gen. You have to manufacturers have to prove to me whatever they they're trying to sell is the best bang for the buck. Well, right now the the Challenger is doing that. I wouldn't sway to the Challenger. I still would look for a Camaro, but I'm not one of those people that's very what do you call it loyalist to a particular brand. You're trying to sell me something that's uh, really good, impressive. I want to go for that. So if the Camaro wants me to buy another Camaro, they're really gonna have to show me something much more impressive in my eyes. I know that's very sacrilege, but that's my opinion. Again, you guys have fun in Vegas. Hope to see you guys sometime soon, and uh, talk to you later. Bye. Charlie, one, 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 one. Good to hear from you, buddy. So he's pretty much saying, you want to be want him to be a loyal Camaro owner, then they better bring the heat. Yeah, bring the heat. Something kind of leads into a kind of a disparaging story I saw this week. Did you see that? Uh-oh. Uh, Did you see the Consumer Reports thing? Oh, Yeah. What the hell? I think the Camaro is one of the worst cars that they tested. For reliability, For reliability. Yeah. yeah. That and the, was it the Colorado, the Chevy's Colorado? Uh, it was up there. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. I, I, I do use Consumer Reports. Yeah. I do trust Consumer Reports for most things, but just not all things. Cars, they're they're tough on American cars, period. Yeah. But I don't know. Were those the JD Power 
No, it wasn't JD Power. This was this was, was Consumer Reports. Their own their own reference to their own research. Yeah, they they uh, yeah their own research that they conducted. They were they announced that uh, the Chevy Camaro and the Colorado are the um, worst tested vehicles. Yes. Least I'm sorry, least reliable vehicles in America. I don't know, man. Um, gosh, I maybe I'm just out of tune with it all but i mean i don't use consumer reports i've never used consumer reports i don't just know bought, a, bought a mattress based on their recommendation and did you really sold. yep wow also based on a test i took at this website called sleeplikethedead.com or net or org or something like that see nowadays uh, with the internet you can just go on and you can google reviews like crazy and you can generally get a good sense of what's good and what's not but also, you can also find enough articles to support whatever predetermined opinion you've got on it. Yeah. Which is kind of bad. Like, oh, I don't like this article. I don't like this review because I want this. Oh, I found a review that says it's great. I'm going to buy it now. That's just me. I'm crazy. Anyway, vehicles, they're just tough on American vehicles. They really, uh, they really um, went hard on Cadillac, Alfa Romeo, Acura, and what other lackluster brands include Volkswagen and Jeep. Lackluster. Yeah. The hell does that mean? It's not performing well. Uh, boy, I don't know. They're selling well. Well, these miles weren't great. They didn't make the least reliable list. That dubious honor went to the Chevrolet Colorado with a reliability rating of four. I can't the the that. other vehicle to score in the single digits was the Chevy Camaro, which rated a five. So the worst was a Chevy Colorado, and then the second worst was the Camaro. Dude, I gotta wasn't say, it, I, wasn't it just on the opposite end of the spectrum not too long ago yeah, where the Camaro was great? Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, knock on wood, I'm, my 2017 uh, Camaro SS convertible has been uh, superb, and uh, I haven't had any problems with it. Well, it probably doesn't help that some people buy them and beat the living crap out of them and say, oh, it can't hold up. Mm. Hmm. Mm. You know, here's here's something I was I was kind of surprised about too is they said the news wasn't all that good for Tesla either, as they ranked 23rd out of 30 in reliability. The Model X was also one of the least reliable vehicles in the survey. Didn't wasn't it Consumer Reports that said that the the first Tesla vehicle released was the best reviewed car they've ever reviewed in the the history of the publication? Yeah, the Model S. Yeah. Mm How things have changed. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know. You know, you can only trust when it comes to cars. You can only trust the publication so much. Any yeah. publication, because I think I remember when the fifth gen came out. I think it was Motor Trend or something like that that hailed it as a performance, awesome piece of awesomeness. And then, like two years later, they're saying, "No, it's always been crap." Yeah. So, whatever. I, I do trust Consumer Reports on things, just not cars. Okay. May, may, or maybe it's because Al should come back. <laughs> Right now he almost drove off the road. Yeah. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna put me in the drawer if I'm not careful. Uh oh. No. <laughs> no. Al, we miss you, buddy. Hope things are going well. Okay. What else we got? Uh how much time we got left here? Oh, I know what we gotta talk about. Let's talk about Jeff Gordon. Let's talk about Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon has a children's charity foundation. Let's see. Let me look at the press release here. 2019 Camaro, Camaro, Camaro for a cure. You can win Jeff Gordon's personal Camaro ZL1 
interestingly enough, it's VIN number 24 to match his racing number. He's got a 23, I'm sorry, I can't say anything right here, 2013 ZL1 convertible that he's going to give away yeah. um, as uh, to raise funds for the 2019, for, for Jeff Gordon's Children's Foundation. So we got a little sound bite here. Let me, um, let me have Jeff Gordon talk about yeah. it. There he is at the line, and the white flag comes out for Jeff Gordon. The victory here to Jeff Gordon on September 29th, 1996. Jeff Gordon wins the final race at North Wilkesboro, the Tyson Holly Farms 400. But North Wilkesboro Speedway obviously has a long history in NASCAR racing, but it also meant a lot to me personally. I was very fortunate to be able to win the final race that the NASCAR Cup Series competed out there. Well, racing is a way for car companies to demonstrate what technology that they're working on from the racetrack to the streetcar or from the streetcar to the race car. Camaro has set the standard when it comes to high-performance cars, but this is the ZL1, which also happens to be VIN number 24, which is the most power, the highest performing, and has all the bells and whistles on it. You may be familiar with my annual Corvette giveaway. In nearly 14 years, we've raised more than $9 million to help fund pediatric cancer research. But this year, I thought, why should Corvette enthusiasts have all the fun? For the first time ever, I'm also giving away my personal 2013 Chevy Camaro ZL1 with a supercharged 6.2 liter V8 producing 580 horsepower. Cancer is the number one cause of death by disease for kids. And at Jeff Gordon Children's Foundation, we want to change that. Tickets to win my Camaro are $100 each and proceeds will go towards funding research for less toxic, more effective cures for childhood cancer. This is your chance to win my personal Camaro and get all of us closer to winning the race against childhood cancer. Go to www.camaroforacure.org to get your tickets today. It sounds like a really honorable um, charity. Uh, yeah. Jeff Gordon's uh, charity, uh, camaroforacure.org, to get your tickets, 100 bucks each. Uh, and you can win his 2013 number 24 ZL1 car. That's pretty cool. I, pretty I love cool. it when people do that. You, there's a lot of people that are in the public eye quite a bit and have quite the uh, extensive uh, uh, bank account. And you don't see them doing anything like this. And that's fine. That's their business. But I love seeing it when somebody takes the time and, and the effort to put this together. Uh, Jeff does this. Uh, you know, He's looking to raise a million bucks. Um, I'm, I'm on the website now, just kind of looking things over. It's it's really cool because you can't tell from from the audio, but in the video, this ZL1 that he's going to give away is racing around the track that he won at 23 years ago in what North Wilkes Wilkesboro. Yeah. yeah, and so the, the the track hasn't been touched in 23 years, so it's like in shambles. But then you got this beautiful <laughs> black convertible zipping around the track. Yeah. I think it's really cool how they did this. So yeah, uh, CamaroForACure.org. You can see more pictures there. 100 bucks a ticket. That's a uh, I mean, a hundred Camaro tickets is, th- is ten grand. Yep. I should just dump dump my bank account into it and see if I win. <laughs> ooh, ooh. So good job, Jeff. Um, yeah, he does this for, with Corvettes too. Cool, good looking car. 
All right, what else we got here? Uh, I think we're, oh, we're pretty much out of time, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was our uh, it was our catch up episode here. That's right. Last week we did talk about the Make Model app. You've been have you played it? All, had a chance to play it at all? Yeah, Chris. Not, no, I've been playing with playing. It's fun. It's kind of addicting. Because then you start to then you start to get better at recognizing little car elements. I remember we were sitting. Was it at the the bar at the beer cellar and you were playing it? You were you were scrolling through. The oh, that's right. I forgot that you. I was showing it to you. Yeah, it's fun. I like yeah. it. Yep. Just uh, check it out in the app store. Make model. Make model. It's fun. I still haven't gotten a chance to play Bill uh, play against Bill Goldberg though. Oh. Working on it. <laughs> I'll get him. I'm gonna get him. Yeah. All right, is that it for this week, Chris? I think so. We will be back at it again next week. Hopefully it warms up here. (laughs) (laughs) It's warming up down here. It's going to be in in the high 50s, so it's all right. (sighs) All right. What about about you? (laughs) I don't know. It's 25 right now. I get chilly just thinking about it. Yeah. But it's only superficial. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!